Welcome to Treadmill Talks with Shannon Maves, a podcast for athletes and fitness enthusiasts to pass the time during mind-numbing cardio while I use my no-bullshit coaching style to educate, inspire, and entertain. I'm your host, Shannon Maves. Now let's walk and talk. Hello and welcome to episode 29 of Treadmill Talks, the one where I call out bullshit nutrition labels. I decided to do an episode on this topic after recently noticing quite a few different companies claiming some pretty bogus shit on their labels. At first, I just did a quick little story about one of them on my Instagram being like, yo dudes, check this shit out. But then it got me thinking about how much more prepackaged crap I've been eating without a care in the world since I came out of my competition prep. When I'm in prep, I really do practice what I preach, and I get the vast majority of my calories from single-ingredient whole foods, and I limit the processed stuff a ton. Honestly, I don't even do protein powders or bars or shakes or anything like that. I get all of my protein from chicken, turkey, steak, or seafood, and I make sure to incorporate a full serving of fruits or veggies with every single meal, and my carbon fat sources are almost entirely oats, rice, potatoes, avocados, and nuts. But when I'm not in prep, I do allow myself a lot more flexibility. And I do eat packaged foods for convenience sake sometimes. But after catching such a horrendously inaccurate label, which I will discuss in more detail in just a bit, I started to pay closer attention to the labels on the foods that I was eating. And I was pretty fucking pissed at some of the stuff I was seeing. But before I start going off on too much of a rant about specific companies, I want to make sure that everyone is aware that the FDA allows companies a 20% margin of error on nutrition labels. Meaning that if a food contains 120 calories, they can mark the label as 100 calories. And if it contains 24 grams of carbs, they're allowed to report just 20 grams of carbs. This is just the most simple explanation of why it is always better to consume single ingredient foods, especially if your goal is fat loss. Because let's say your goal is to eat 2000 calories per day, but you're getting all of those calories from prepackaged foods that are allowed that 20% margin of error. Then you could potentially be eating as much as 2,400 calories per day. And that extra 400 calories per day is going to take you out of a deficit real fucking quickly. Or let's say that you are eating single ingredient foods, but in prepackaged form. And you try to log something like trail mix that contains nuts and dried fruits. Sure, those are single ingredient foods, and it's much more nutritious than some other grab-and-go type options. But the chances that you are eating the exact ratio of nuts to fruit that they reported on the label is pretty fucking slim. Unless you are meticulously weighing out and logging every single nut and each individual piece of fruit separately, the macros you are actually consuming are not going to match what the label says. So in addition to the label being allowed a pretty large margin of error, you are now creating even more discrepancies in what you're logging. 
Another annoying little tidbit of information about what the FDA allows manufacturers to claim on their labels is that if a serving size contains less than five calories, they are allowed to report it as zero calories, which doesn't seem like a huge deal, except for the fact that companies take advantage of this and they will report a very strategic serving size that allows them to report it as zero calories. And in case you aren't aware, the serving size listed on labels is not a suggested or a recommended portion. Manufacturers can literally put whatever serving size they want. For instance, think about a can of cooking spray. It is literally a can containing nothing but oil. And oil is 100% fat, which is the most calorically dense macronutrient. And yet, the nutrition label claims that a serving size is zero calories. So how do they get away with that? By claiming that the serving size is a fourth of a second long spray. A fourth of a second. Nobody is spraying for a fourth of a second. When I'm spraying my pan, I'm going shh. Like what? That's not, a, nobody's doing that. And along these same lines, if a serving has less than 0.5 grams of fat, then they're allowed to report zero grams of fat and they can even label it on the front as fat free. They also round the total calories of a serving size to the nearest increment of five. So something that contains 52 calories per serving will report 50 calories. Now, let's say you eat five servings of that food. Then that's an extra 10 calories in addition to the 20% margin of error. Something else that I want to touch on that I also mentioned in my episode about supplements is that supplements are not regulated by the FDA at all. So none of those guidelines I just talked about even apply to them. They can just straight up lie and claim whatever the fuck they want and hope that nobody calls them out on it. All right, so here is where I'm going to start calling companies out by name. Because Bam Body was a company that got busted hard for their bogus claims. They had a, quote, protein brownie that reported half the calories it actually contained and three times the protein it contained. It was basically just a normal fucking brownie, and they marketed it as a protein brownie. Even though they did get busted, they managed to fly under the radar pretty fucking well and keep things fairly hush while they corrected their mistake. Because I literally know two people who are sponsored by Bambody that hadn't even heard about this happening. Something else I want to discuss that has been causing quite an uproar within the macro tracking community, partially because it is being seen with lots of supplemental foods like protein bars, is labels that report only the net carbs. Net carbs are the total carbs minus any fiber and sugar alcohols. And the FDA is allowing this type of labeling because they are claiming that since fiber and sugar alcohols are not digested by the body, then they do not contain calories, which is actually debatable, but I definitely stand on the side arguing that the calories do count because if we're going to unleash that can of worms, 
then what's next? Are we going to start saying that something like broccoli doesn't contain any calories? Like, what the fuck? Of course it does. So where does it end? The whole point of tracking macros is that it is more accurate than tracking just calories. And if you track for a while and are diligent enough to get as far as tracking your macros and your fiber, then you can start to understand the pros and cons of certain types of foods and what they're made of in addition to their macros. But what's so annoying about companies labeling foods like this, though, is that it makes it much harder to track them as macros. Because if you scan the barcode for something like, let's say, a Quest bar, and it logs macros that don't match the calories, you've got people scratching their heads wondering what the fuck is up. Or you've got people thinking that they're hitting their macros perfectly when they're actually eating far more than they're reporting. I'd say that this is currently the biggest issue with nutrition labels. I see it all the time. And when I put up my little Instagram question box asking you guys what specific companies or label errors you wanted me to go over, this was by far the most requested topic. Some people did list certain name brands, but in general, all of those requests boil down to the same idea of companies listing net carbs. It makes it really fucking confusing but the FDA allows it. So the companies aren't actually doing anything wrong, at least not from a legal standpoint, especially if the food is considered a supplement. Because again, they can list whatever the fuck they want to on their labels until someone calls them out on it. Okay, so I mentioned that net carbs are the total carbs minus fiber and sugar alcohols. And sugar alcohols are the next thing I want to talk about. Because that was the thing on another label that I caught in my own kitchen that pissed me off enough to inspire me to do this episode. And no, I haven't even gotten to the real kicker yet. I'm saving that beastly motherfucker for last. But this was a bottle of Walden Farms syrup, which is something that I do use on occasion, even though it is definitely not a single ingredient food by any means. When I'm in prep, I completely eliminate shit like sugar-free syrups. And if my calories are high enough, I'm always going to reach for maple syrup instead. But like I said, I was starting to get a little lax with my food choices after coming out of prep. And I was using some Walden Farms to sweeten my oats. I had never had any issues with it in the past. But one day, my stomach started to get a little bit upset after I had eaten my oats. So I wanted to find the culprit, and I looked at the label. And I was pretty pissed when I saw that despite the numbers reporting zero sugar alcohols, erythritol was the third ingredient on the list. No wonder my stomach was upset. My body hates sugar alcohols. Some people are fine with them, but not me. And I was pissed for two reasons. One is that they didn't use to sweeten it with erythritol. And two, is that it fucking said zero sugar alcohols. If I hadn't thought to look at the ingredients list, I would still be scratching my head. But again, they're probably not actually doing anything illegal because I would bet that a company like that was smart enough to make sure that their serving size is an amount that the percentage of sugar alcohols is small enough to allow them to claim it as zero. Another request on the question box I put up on my Instagram story was to go over the nutrition labels on alcohol, drinking alcohol, 
which I did actually discuss in my episode a while back about alcohol. But the confusion here is that things like hard seltzers will report 100 calories while listing zero protein, zero fat, and only like two carbs. Here's the thing, though. These guys actually aren't doing anything wrong because alcohol contains calories, even though it is not a protein, fat, or carb source. And nutrition labels do not have to list alcohol at all. If you're tracking calories, then you don't really need to worry too much about this because simply scanning the barcode or tracking it as 100 calories or whatever it claims to be will be sufficient enough for your purposes. But if you're tracking macros and it's only reporting two carbs, you need to learn how to track alcohol into your macros, which is something I did go over in my episode about alcohol. So if you missed that one, scroll down just a little ways and give it a listen. Okay. Now, before I get to the food that caused me to go on a total rampage, I want to discuss one other thing that was suggested via question box as well. The specific company that was mentioned was Crumble, although this topic applies to plenty of other companies as well. And as much as I love Crumble, I have to admit that their nutrition labeling is extremely deceptive. Again, they're not actually lying about anything, though. But I swear those motherfuckers have the best marketing team in the world. Not only are they geniuses for their rotating menu that triggers that fear of missing out, last supper type mentality that makes people buy more than they normally would, but they also list their nutrition in a way that makes it seem like their cookies are a lot lower calorie than they actually are. What these guys specifically are doing is listing their cookies with their descriptions and the calories for a single serving. But what they're not doing is making it apparent that a serving size is one-fourth of a cookie. So you've got plenty of people looking at their chocolate chip cookie and seeing 180 calories next to it, but it isn't until you actually click on it for more information that you can see that those 180 calories are for a fourth of the cookie. So the whole damn cookie is 720 calories. 720 If you're a female in a fat loss phase, there is a good chance that is about half of your daily calories. Even if you're a male or someone who is not in a fat loss phase, that's a lot of extra calories that you might not be reporting and it's going to put you into a surplus. Crumble isn't the only company to be misleading like this though. I once had a client who was really struggling to lose weight. So I took a look at her food log and noticed that she was logging a buntini from Nothing Bunt Cakes every day. So I asked her, hey, are you eating those little bite-sized buntinis or are you getting the individually packaged buntlets? And yep, she was eating the buntlets, which are closer to like six to 800 calories each. And if you look at the nutrition on their website, those little guys are listed as only about three or 400 calories per serving because one serving is half of a cake. So you've got to be mindful about what you're logging into MyFitnessPal because one serving doesn't mean one item. And sometimes their terms like buntini and buntlet can also be a little bit deceiving. 
Okay, but are you guys ready for the real motherfucker that set me off? Because this shit is just straight up unreal. And I legitimately do not know how this company is getting away with this shit. If any of you guys know something that I don't know about this one, please inform me because I am dying to know how this is happening. Okay, so my husband and I were at Costco. And since I'm not in prep, I was obviously getting down on some samples. We both tried these chicken and cheese burritos by Real Good Foods. And we were like, damn, those are actually pretty good. So we took a quick look at the box and saw that each burrito had 37 grams of protein. As athletes who both eat high protein diets, we were sold. Now, I did notice that the fat content on these guys was pretty fucking high. But again, I wasn't in prep, so I said, meh, I'm going to live a little. It wasn't until I was making one for lunch one day that I decided to look at the label a bit more thoroughly. And the first red flag to me was actually the fiber. I was eating this burrito and thinking to myself, damn, there's no veggies in this. It's literally just tortilla chicken and cheese. So when I saw that they were claiming 20 grams of fiber, I was like, oh, okay, hold up. What? (laughs) And I investigated the list of ingredients a little bit further. As much as I would love to list all of the ingredients for you guys, there were a lot. So instead, what I decided to do is put up an Instagram post with photos of all of the labels I've discussed today. And I've linked that Instagram post in the show notes. So you can check it out for yourself if you want to. But trust me when I say that none of those ingredients were high in fiber. Like none of them. And then I was like, all right, something fishy is going on here. So I dissected the label a bit further, only to realize that the macros they listed were 83 calories off from what they reported. But okay, okay, yeah, yeah, that's net carbs for you. They just subtracted those extra calories from the supposed 20 grams of fiber. Seriously, go look at this fucking label, though. It's such a fucking joke. And I already didn't really like real good foods because of the way they deceptively market some of their products as being, quote, healthy just because they are keto or low carb or whatever other shit claims they're making on the front. So I guess it's my own fault for not paying more attention. But, okay, real talk, though, I still ate the damn burrito. (laughs) Because I wasn't in a fat loss phase and I wasn't tracking macros or calories or anything, even though nutrition labels can be wildly inaccurate, you shouldn't be afraid to eat certain foods or forbid certain foods or label things as bad. Just keep them to a minimum and also understand that there is a time and a place for these types of things. If you're in a fat loss phase, then processed shit like this is not going to be your BFF. Regardless of your goals, the best thing you can do is go for single ingredient, whole nutrient-dense foods as often as possible while not forbidding foods or restricting yourself from eating foods that some asshole told you are bad. 
take a little bit of time to educate yourself on things like ingredients and food labels and be realistic about what you're tracking. If you need help with any of what I've just mentioned, then we would probably be a really great fit working together because I'm not the coach who just spits macros at any of my clients and expects them to adhere to them. No questions asked. I encourage my clients to ask questions because I want them to learn and understand why we are doing what we are doing. I also do a lot of mindset work with my clients on things like food relationships, because I'm a firm believer that all foods fit and everything can and should be enjoyed in moderation. But that's the tricky part, moderation. So if you're interested in learning more about this stuff, then click the link in the show notes to apply to work with me. And if you want more information about the FDA's regulations on nutrition label, I've also linked that website in the show notes, as well as the visuals that I had talked about posting to my Instagram. You can find that link there as well. But anyways, thank you guys for listening to my rant and taking the time to hang out with me today. Thank you for listening to Treadmill Talks. If this episode taught you something, lit a fire under your ass, or at least helped you forget how long you've been walking in place, please leave a review or take a screenshot to share on your social media. Don't forget to tag me at Shannon Maves so I can give you some love right back. And thanks again for listening to my Treadmill Talk.